star, you manifested your only son to the peoples of the earth. Lead us who know you now by faith to your presence, where we may see your glory face to face through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Though I know with the few of us gathered, I could do without a mic in here. I'm going to keep the mic on for anyone that's online. Um, so I just want to name that because I feel a little awkward about wearing it. Um, but we want to make sure that anyone who's joining us via YouTube can hear as well. This morning, what I hope we'll focus on is new beginnings, because I think that the new year, of course, is an opportunity for new beginnings. I think the Feast of Epiphany and the Baptism of Jesus are all things that can orient us to a new start, a fresh start, a new beginning. And I think often the way that our culture thinks about New Year's resolutions can put a lot of pressure on us and can weigh heavily on our spirits. So if you have a New Year's resolution that you're really excited about, please continue. Do not let me steal your joy. And if you are feeling pressure that maybe isn't due, um, then we can unpack that and rethink what it looks like to set goals for a new year um, without being disappointed in yourself um, or looking down on yourself um, if you don't fully achieve them. Um, intentions are a good thing even if they aren't fully arrived at. Uh, so that's sort of the starting point for um, what I hope we'll have as a conversation this morning. So I'll start with a little bit of theological framing, which really is um, liturgical framing, as I named it, because we're talking about the Feast of Epiphany, um, as well as the feast where we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. Um, here at St. Columbus, today we've combined both of those. Um, Epiphany happens on January 6th, and then um, baptism of Jesus is the Sunday following Epiphany. But as is the case with many, many churches, we don't have a service on Epiphany, the day of Epiphany, unless it falls on a Sunday. Uh, so we combine them into uh, one service so we can get a little taste of both of them. Epiphany is the day that uh, the Magi arrived to Jesus with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, it's celebrated after the 12 days of Christmas. Christmas is indeed 12 days. It's not just a song. Um, and then we celebrate the gifts um, brought to Jesus. Um, that journey happened over a couple of years, not just 12 days. Um, but to make our liturgical year tidy, um, that's how it's been laid out for us. And remember, we remember these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, gold being a gift of royalty, a reminder of Jesus's divinity, a reminder that Jesus is the Son of God. Um, and frankincense and myrrh uh, were often used as burial spices. So we're already getting sort of a taste of what Jesus's life is going to look like and his early death. Um, so the wise men brought these gifts to prepare Jesus for a life of royalty um, in, in a heavenly sense. He was not treated as such on earth, um, and also to prepare him uh, for an untimely death, but to have a full ministry either way. 
That to me feels like an opportunity for reorienting or new beginning because of the star um, that landed over um, Jesus's birthplace and guided the Magi to that place. Uh, I, I use that image often when I'm thinking about how we orient ourselves. Sometimes you'll hear people say, what's your North Star as sort of your guiding light? Uh, but I think we can use the star of Bethlehem in the same way. For, so for me, Epiphany, it can be a time of reorienting. The baptism of Jesus is the moment when Jesus is baptized by John and the Holy Spirit uh, comes to Jesus um, either as a dove or simply as a spirit. Uh, different gospels paint that picture differently. Um, but whether as a dove or as the clouds opening up, either way we hear that God is speaking to Jesus and naming that this is his beloved, um, this is his child, um, and Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. So that is a time of uh, new beginning in the same way that any baptism is a time of new beginning. Um, and when we celebrate the baptism um, of anyone in our community, we renew ourselves in our baptismal commitments. Uh, so an opportunity for renewal, for recentering, for reorienting, um, and all of those together with the start of a new year, um, I think give us some good food for thought. I'll pause for any comments or questions so far, um, and then I'd like to lead us through a bit of an Ignatian examine. Um, what are you thinking about just in, in what, we've, what I've named so far? Any big lovers of New Year's resolutions? Is anyone feeling pressure because of our culture of New Year's resolutions? I am. I see people post their resolutions online and I sometimes feel pressure by that. Well, let's, let's do an examine together. This is from uh, the Ignatian examine, which is normally a daily practice of prayer done at the end of a day as an opportunity to, as the name suggests, examine your day um, and reflect on what has happened um, during that day and prepare yourself for the day ahead. Um, but I found one that looks at a year, um, uses the same format of the prayer, um, but to look at all of 2023 in just a few short minutes. We'll see what we can do with that. Uh, so I invite you to get comfortable. Um, that might mean having your feet planted on the floor. Um, it might mean having your hands on your lap, um, face up or face down. It may mean that you need to get up and sit on the floor or you need to stand up or um, whatever it is that helps you to feel centered and grounded in your body. Um, I invite you into that posture and we'll take a few deep breaths together. invite you to become aware of God's presence around you and within you. As we look back on 2023, I invite you to give thanks 
Are there moments, conversations, experiences for which you have particular gratitude? Relationships that make you particularly thankful? Center yourself in that gratitude and thanksgiving. You might be giving thanks for things that have happened. You might be giving thanks for things that are ending with the new year, things that you can let go of, um, leave behind you. What are the clear memories you have of this past year? Perhaps there's an event that stands out to you, a conversation that sparked something for you, a relationship that grounded you during the year. What are those clear memories that come up for you? Notice emotions that come with those memories. Perhaps you're remembering an event of great joy, or perhaps you're remembering a moment or a season of grief. As you're able, I invite you to center your attention and your prayer on one of those memories or one of the themes that you notice in your memories. Pray with that memory. How was God working in that moment? How did you feel distant from God? Were you connected to the body of Christ? I invite you into a moment of imagination. We'll now look forward to the year ahead. Where do you need God in this year? Imagine what is possible for you in 2024.
Imagine the things upcoming that a year from now you can hold as precious memories. Take another couple deep breaths. Amen. Thanks for engaging that um, with me. I'm curious what came up for you. Is there a moment that's standing out to you? Um, maybe something you expected um, to come up or something you didn't expect, but came up nonetheless? Or how was the quality of that in general? Um, maybe it's not a specific memory that's coming up, but how does it feel to sit um, and pray with your year for a few minutes. I, I, I'm not sure I think it's on. Hello? Hello? Mm -hmm. I'm not good. No, it's okay. Uh, well, well, I found this a, a beautiful, uh, meditation and that it had me think of the year as a whole and not just the things that I usually think about but also kind of the, the high points and also the emotional quality of my experience you know and then there are things that happened and uh, but um, I, I was mostly thinking of the, the high points, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, wow, that was extraordinary. That, I mean, because I had some other things that happened that were like, oh, I wish that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, but, uh, but there were some really extraordinary things that happened uh, with with people in our community uh, that were just incredibly lovely and moving and connected. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Reflections? One of the memories that I thought about was um, a colleague at work who I've known for a while, but I shared something more personal with them, and it deepened our relationship, and I really cherish that we are now in a new phase of being friends with each other. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So I saw the aspect of um, thinking ahead for the coming year and um, putting myself a year from now in the same situation. Uh, I have certain uh, challenges ahead, I'm sure, in this coming year, and uh, I'm 
not fearful of them, but I anticipate that they will be difficult. And so from the aspect of looking back and finding growth uh, out of those challenges is uh, reassuring. Sometimes it helps to imagine ourselves once we've made it past those challenges that we know are ahead. Um, we can see ourselves and see in that a possibility um, that maybe when we think about the challenge itself is harder to see. In the summertime, um, my family and I go to a cottage in northern Michigan that has been in my mother's family for a long time. Makes me feel very connected to the generations of family that have enjoyed that spot, and particularly to my mother and sister who've passed away fairly recently. Every morning I try to go out and do what I have laughingly called my morning meditation, which is raking leaves and acorns and pine needles in various places around the property. And as I was sitting here, I realized how much it really is a morning meditation in thinking towards the new year. What are the things that I can do to get that same feeling of morning meditation without being in the same place. Mm -hmm. I've decided to take Tai Chi. Good for you. And I think it will bring a kind of glow and also exercise, mm -hmm. which we all need. And I think that's something that I'll be able to do not just once or twice, but for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. What a benefit. Yes, yes. Another uh, meditative practice that involves moving our bodies, I think sometimes we're able to calm our minds in a particular way when we experience movement, whether it's Tai Chi or breaking leaves, things of that effect. Any other reflections folks want to share? As we continue to reflect on this, this year behind us, um, I'm curious where God showed up for you. Where was God working um, in your life this past year? And if you feel willing to share, um, I know we'd love to hear it, but also it may be something that you want to just hold um, in your own heart and mind. How did God show up? can speak from my own experience of moving here to DC and starting work at St. Columbus. Uh, 2023 was a big year for me and for my wife, Angela. Um, and I saw God working in um, the way that I felt at home quickly in DC and at St. Columbus. Um, it felt like an answered prayer to be here to experience 
um, a neighborhood that I can walk to um, friends' houses and to restaurants and to the grocery store. Um, those sorts of experiences that I've been yearning for um, for quite a while. Um, and it, so it felt like an answered prayer, um, felt like a way that God was really showing up um, for me in my life um, to be here, to have experienced um, that transition that was big and joyful. And um, I, I think it feels joyful because God was there. Um, moving isn't fun. Um, even when you're moving somewhere really great, the process of packing up your life and putting it on a moving truck is hard. Um, and still, it, it was a really beautiful experience of God in my year. So I had a, uh, the past year I had a couple of uh, days of hospitalization for minor heart problem. And I was struck, just, I don't know what I expected. I didn't expect to be in the hospital for one thing, but with the compassion and the professionalism uh, displayed by everybody. And, uh, you know, I know they're not paid well, and but they have such heart and such uh, dedication. It was really, really inspiring. Mm -hmm. So, Adeline, I want to invite you to the Art and Spirituality Group mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. to get information about that, which I'm grateful for. Which I'm grateful for. Okay. Uh, but this here, for me, so I'm a born in D.C. person, but I lived in California for a long time and was in a wildfire and moved back here in 2019 just for the pandemic. And my daughter is 11 and she sings in the choir. She's the king of myrrh now. So I just say uh, God is working with all of that, you know. And uh, so coming back after 25 years, I was looking for friendships and I found some really good friendships. And this year, some really amazing uh, uh, I don't know what to say, things, events, uh, workings have developed. And uh, I'm just extremely grateful for that. And there's no, I didn't do any of this. <laughs> okay, I did not do any of this. I mean, I just, anyway, that's how I can talk about it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. So invite us now to look forward, um, to look at the year that has just begun. Um, we're on the seventh day, um, and there's still a lot more to come. Uh, so when we look at the year of 2024, um, something that I am holding is a new year, a renewed you, um, like the phrase new year, new you. Um, but perhaps the goal isn't to be an entirely new self, um, but to be a renewed version of the person that you already are. Um, and of course that phrase is not implying that you need to completely reinvent yourself every year, um, 
But I wonder what it looks like um, and how it feels to use the word renewed instead. Um, and that, to me, also feels connected to the baptism of Jesus. When Jesus is baptized, the word that he receives from, from God, from the Spirit, um, is that God is well pleased with him um, and Jesus is beloved. That feels like a word to us um, in the sense of renewal and um, renewing our baptismal covenant, um, experiencing that moment through Jesus, with Jesus, um, having a new year renewed you might be stepping into that beloved identity that you already have, um, but sometimes we need a reminder of. Uh, be stepping into the truth uh, that God is well pleased with you already, exactly as you are right now. Um, the things that you accomplished this year are great, and God will love you the same with or without those accomplishments. Uh, God will love you through the challenges of this year. Um, so stepping into that belovedness, um, that identity of belovedness, um, might be a way that we experience renewal um, in this, this time and in the year to come. I'm curious about uh, practices of nourishment um, I especially think about this because many um, New Year's resolutions are diet-related. And if that is what you and your body and um, your doctor are calling for, um, take care of your body. And if it's not, um, sometimes there can be, especially in our culture, um, a really diet-centered way of being um, that may or may not be healthy. So I want to think about practices of nourishment. This could relate to food, but can also relate to um, the things that we do, things like Tai Chi, a prayer practice, um, being in community. Um, so that, I'm thinking about practices of nourishment. Uh, I'm curious if there's a practice of nourishment that you are already using that you want to continue in, or a new practice of nourishment that you are curious about, um, that, that maybe you've already dabbled with or thought about trying this year, um, or something that um, is just starting to come to you. What are practices of nourishment for this year? I want to host more people for dinner. That's a practice of nourishment for me. I love cooking, and I particularly love cooking when I can do it for other people. Um, and I love the fellowship that happens around the dinner table. Uh, so that's a, a practice that I'm hoping to engage more in the year to come, um, is, is dinner with friends, um, having an opportunity to cook and for fellowship. Just a little thing that I kind of discovered recently that we we're trying to put into practice is <clears throat> the kids last physical, they both had high cholesterol. So I realized, because I do a lot of the cooking in our house, and I love butter, and I just put butter, like we eat tons and tons of butter. So we're trying to switch to like more of a 
oil, like olive oil, southern European uh, style uh, thing for the new year to try and remedy that. Um, yeah. And also for me, for nourishment, one thing we love to eat, we love to cook, we love red wine. And so I'm also doing like the, the dry January, which is fun. So it's mm -hmm. just interesting. <laughs> I, haven't noticed, I mean, I'm a weekend and I haven't really noticed any changes. I don't think it was yeah. a, an issue, but it's just kind of fun to try it and just yeah. to kind of shift the nourishment that I think we've probably been going too rich, you know, for a while there mm. for the last year to try and look at nourishment like as a kind of pull back on the indulgence side of things and like more of a kind of a measured, um, kind of balanced approach. Yeah. I think is yeah. That's great. Thank you. Um, something that we're making some movements to in my household is uh, something that I, I think is common, but we, we see in our kids, we see in ourselves, and that is we're, we're trying to put down our phones a lot more. <laughs> um, I feel that there is like every moment we're waiting for an elevator or you know someone's driving and we're riding, like every moment it's there and I, I think that it's not just whatever's on there, but just this fatigue of <laughs> constantly getting things there and we're just trying to not throw them away because that's not really practical in our lives, but just to put them down to try to have a, a, a break because I think it is something that has been wearing on all of our attention and our um, just our, our well-being. So that's something we're doing this year. Yeah. Similarly, uh, finding a measured approach to things. We can't completely rid ourselves of our phones, though some days I wish I could. Um, but how do we approach it um, without it taking over, which it can? Yeah, it can take over. <laughs> um, this actually follows up really well. Um, a practice that came to me in a new way over Advent, actually because of something Ledley said in a homily um, about how there's nothing we can really do to sort of earn, you know, God's love. That it's, it, it's really um, God coming to us in that Christmas you know, the baby Jesus, Jesus comes to us. You know, it's not, it's something that is happening all the time. For some reason, that really clicked with me. And, I mean, I had heard it before, but I began this mantra during Advent that I want to keep up, that I've kept up. And it was just like, come, Lord Jesus. Come, baby Jesus. And to me, it was really humbling to say baby Jesus because it was like, oh, yeah, right. I just felt too sophisticated to be praying to a baby. But I kind of got into the, that childlike innocence of Christ and the Christ in me. All I can tell you is it's had a profound effect on me. And... I've continued it imperfectly, but all those moments when you're waiting in traffic or you're in the grocery store or you're on the phone with customer service <laughs> are moments 
that I'm discovering that I can say that or that I can practice breathing, which is also something I'm not very good at. That's great. Yeah, come Lord Jesus when you're on the phone with customer service. That reframes it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I would like more relaxation time mm -hmm. uh, because I find I get very engaged with projects and all that. But when I really have, have gone on retreats or had time and space to just totally relax, I actually have longer, deeper thoughts that are more useful, mm -hmm. you know, really. And uh, so I would like to do that. Yeah. Relaxation is so important um, and often skipped over and very nourishing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else have a practice they want to share? This year, um, on the first day of the year, Angela and I sat down, both of us um, are planner people. Um, I particularly am. Both of us like paper planners, and we sat down with our planners, um, and I, I have a bullet journal and have made one for Angela that both of us have vision board pages in the beginning of our calendars. Uh, so I sat down on January 1st with my bullet journal and a whole lot of stickers and colorful pens um, and things of that nature um, and saw what stood out to me. Um, if I liked a sticker, I decided that it somehow was going to speak to me by the end of the practice. Um, cut out random things uh, from, from books and magazines that I really liked that were speaking to me um, and built a vision board. And that is part of how I landed on the practice that I named of having um, more food with, with friends um, and with community. Um, it also led me to think about things like relaxation um, and how I tend to um, my spirit, uh, things like that. So if you are at all creatively inclined, or even if you're not, uh, I commend that to you. I had a really good time with it, and it sometimes um, just letting ourselves reach out to something um, without having to think about it, then in the end, um, something appears to us. In the practice of iconography, um, iconographers read a series of rules before each time that they sit down to write an icon. Um, and one of those is that you are to stretch out interiorly to choose colors. Um, and when I have done icon writing, that is always one of the um, rules that stands out to me. Um, that rule and that your neighbor's success is your success also um, are the two rules that really stand out to me. But reaching out interiorly, um, allowing something within yourself to reach out towards an intention, um, and then letting your brain catch up later can be really helpful. Um, so I, I recommend that sort of um, thought or idea to you as well. Are there other intentions, orientations, um, things that are, are sort of your um, star of Bethlehem, your North Star, that guiding point for you in this year to come? 
Where has that star landed that you are to follow? So my daughter gave me for Christmas something called Talking Points. And it's a deck of cards with a bunch of questions on it. It's designed for young people to ask old people questions about their youth and about growing up. And because uh, I have grandchildren. So I'm sitting down every day. I'm taking at least one of these talking points and constructing a Word document and putting a few photos in there, pasting it in there. And maybe by the end of the year, I'll have the whole thing because it's pretty big. I don't know. No, it's, it's, it's really a good exercise for me because I, so many of these things I had just sort of forgotten about. Mm -hmm. And I've, it's really brought to my mind how much I have to be thankful for. I don't know that my grandkids will ever want to read it or not, but it's really a good exercise for me. Even if they aren't interested just yet, I'm sure in time um, it will become a real gift to them. Yeah, I love that as a gift. What other intentions or orientations are you holding? Um, I think one of my main intentions this year is being more mindful with my calendar, um, the ways I spend my time, noticing from spending my time doing things that align with my professed values versus things that are maybe a little less edifying. Yeah, yeah. Our calendars can tell big truths about our lives. Whether you have something uh, to share out loud or not, I hope that there is something um, in this year that can guide you with minimal pressure. It's a guide. It's not um, something that has to be the end all be all of your year. If you stray to a different path intentionally or unintentionally, that's okay. Um, but to be guided by our spirit, to be guided by our connection with God, um, can really center us and remind us that many of the pressures we experience in the world um, don't have to be the answer. Um, so be soft, be gentle with yourselves. Um, as you orient your year and your goals and your intentions, um, and I, I pray that we all will find ways to nourish ourselves in 2024. Thank you for engaging this, um, for sharing vulnerably um, for many of you. Um, and I hope whether you've said it aloud or just in your mind that something of this uh, lingers with you in the days ahead. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>